The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Diamondback Covers, the absolute best cover you could ever spend your money on. If you need an insurance policy for all the expensive gear on the back of your truck, then you need a Diamondback cover. Make the bed of your truck a vault with Diamondback. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Welcome back to the Redneck Tech Podcast. We are here with Ryer, a.k.a. Red Velvet, and a new uh, guest on the podcast, Alex Byers from Mossy Oak. He has come down to hang out with us, and um, we are talking graphics and he is blowing our mind with some of the stuff that he's capable of doing that we're not capable of doing and uh happy to have you dude and i'm so excited to be here today this is uh this is fun never been to uh how do you say the name of this town delonica delonica i love it it's a beautiful town we had a great uh great restaurant uh lunch earlier so it was was this your first podcast this is my very first podcast i've never done this before ryer tell him what he needs to know on podcast how complicated this is it's pretty rough um yeah basically if you don't get it right you're might as well just hang up your hat and get out of the public eye forever because nobody will ever look at you the same you'll have a lasting reputation of failure so all all mis all millions and millions of listeners that we have (laughs) we have at least dozens (laughs) (laughs) dozens at least yeah well, and, and I don't know how much you've listened to the podcast, know much about the podcast, you know, and I've got some questions that we're going to go over, Alex, but essentially what we created the podcast for was for guys that are wanting to be in this industry or get into this industry or just improve the outdoor content that they're creating, we're trying to give them information that'll, to do that, and we like to interview people that uh, can give them insight on that and that are in the business that do this for a living, so um think you're a perfect person to do that awesome. because you started to give you my little two cent intro then i'll let you do your own intro um you worked at mossy oak you told me for eight years mm-hmm. you've done long form editing you've done graphic design you've been in product development and you do motion graphics so what don't you do well i don't sell i feel like <laughs> if i was a salesman i feel like i could uh i could sell a lot of mossy oak products and uh, <laughs> i feel i feel as though i could make them and sell them so uh if you're listening out there anybody at mossy oak that could be an option there too so anyways i'm just kidding <laughs> anyways, but yeah, yeah i'm not a salesman either no, yeah. never have been have no desire to do that well uh well tell me a little bit about yourself tell me about growing up going to school all that good stuff okay well um i used to when I was little, I used to love making PowerPoint presentations. That was that was my favorite thing. No in the world crap. To do. Yeah. I, you know what? I enjoyed that too. Really? I loved PowerPoints. I, mean, I loved the crap out of PowerPoints. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just awesome to me. That is I, not even in my like remote dude, enjoyment. You should have seen some of the PowerPoints that I put together. They were mint. <laughs> get the clip art going and then i would put the little blue car i think uh back in 98 there was this one little particular blue car it was a little fast looked like a mustang car and i used to have it look like you could do the rolling effect look like it was driving in be like alex's favorite things to do for whatever day it was on a wednesday in september so uh, 98 so So that was the spark that got you into motion graphics was powerpoint yes was powerpoint never in a million years would i have guessed that yeah yeah and it's uh I don't. I assume. I'm sure a lot of motion graphic artists out there are listening. Maybe. Maybe they. 
they wanted to do motion graphics too because <laughs> because of PowerPoint. Because I was like, well, I wonder how they create the actual rolling effect. How does that you know started and it gets into key framing and whatnot. So yeah. it's uh, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, that is probably the inter- most interesting thing I've heard <laughs> is how you got into this. And it was from PowerPoint, not even remotely close to what I would have guessed. That is cool as crap. So you grew up in Mississippi, mm-hmm. went to Mississippi State, mm-hmm. graduated with C. I was a C average student. I think he wanted your degree. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, what did but you now y'all know. <laughs> C's did get degrees. Yeah, that's what I the C's did. Graduated uh, with a C. Yeah. A C. <laughs> you know, I have it. It was a. Uh, it was just a degree, degree in just arts and science or whatever. It, yeah, it, it was communications, communications, broadcasting, communication, broadcasting, journalism. But, but the C. Oh yeah, well, I was a C plus student. You know, that's <laughs> solid C. <laughs> Strong that is, C. That is great. Well, <laughs> and so Ryer and I, neither one of us went to school for video. Um, I was a business major. You went to, what, a year of college and said, this yeah. isn't for me. So this is the great thing about it is I think there's so many aspects of this job that you could get from a college degree, but there's a lot of them you can't. Um, and you've and you've been on both sides of that. You know, I'm sure you've worked with people that have degrees in this and then don't have degrees in, in yourself, you know. But you told me, you know, kind of getting, you know, kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but you told me your first job right out of college was for a military. Um, what was it called? It was a uh, tier one group, T1G, out there and uh, uh, just outside over the, over mm-hmm. the river in Arkansas. And, uh, that's it, how, but that's how you learn graphics. Uh, you didn't know, have anything about graphics until then. Never knew anything about it. We were, uh. We were on this big uh, project for this one big group that was in, about to be sent overseas uh, to fight for us and uh, special forces. And uh, I just I just couldn't get the graphics right. And my, my boss looked at me. He said, you're going to get it right or you're going to be fired. So, And I, I was with my, my now wife. And, uh, I was that was the motivation. Uh, yeah, I was sitting there thinking, well, we just moved over here to Memphis, left everything behind in Mississippi. I was like, well, we – I better get this right, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so yeah. turns out you learned it. I learned it, it and took, now you've been doing it for almost eight years. Yes, or yes. Well, actually, well, probably more. Than it that. was longer than that. It was that was that happened ten years ago. So, holy. Yeah. Now that is some motivation. Is like okay, either figure this out, or you don't have employment anymore. Exactly. And that's how you learned it, and that's what it, that's pretty much what got you a job at Mossy Oak, right? Mm-hmm. It did. It did. Um, I met them guys um, out there. I met a few of them out there in Memphis, outside of the Arkansas area, mm-hmm. um, when we were on a, actually a, a little deal they were doing at T1G. And uh, long story short, uh, met them, and uh, they said, "Hey, man, we're interested in you hiring, uh, getting hired on with us." And I said, "Okay, great." So I met with Cuz Ronnie Cuz Strickland. He is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love Cuz to death. And then of course Kevin Tate. And uh, they said, "Let's do this." And so I moved back to uh, around the Startville area, uh, West Point, Mississippi. And I've been doing this with them for eight years now, man. And it is it is wonderful. I just I love it. So, so you've moved you've moved around a couple times within the company though. So kind of walk us through that. Okay, so they got me going just doing motion graphics at first. You know, mm-hmm. just. We had several shows going on. Explain um, what motion graphics are for people that don't understand. Okay, so for motion graphics, that just basically is a is a is a graphic element on TV or whatever, and it just literally moves. I mean, it is. It's it a motion be, graphic. It, it could pretty be, self-explanatory. It could be as, as simple as 
making a logo just scale up and making it look like it's moving or making an entire logo out of 3d and making the you know reflections go on the water or the reflections of the logo on metal you know however it looks yeah, you know yeah. you can get as realistic as you want so with 3d and 2d graphics so it's it's a whole interesting process to me so so you did that for how long when you first got there i did that for the first three years it seemed like i was also helping a little bit with small edits uh mm-hmm. video edits you know, a few things we put online a few things um that they needed hey i've I don't have time to do this last TV show or whatever. Could you help me just fill in for the last few five minutes and just see how you do on editing and stuff? Well, we had this guy, he didn't, you know, it wasn't really working a whole lot. He was just kind of just sitting there twiddling his thumbs. It seemed like I'm not going to say the guy's name, but uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin was getting a little irritated at him. And he said, Hey, we got to have these three shows basically in the next two weeks. Could you mind editing, you know, three 30 minute TV shows in two weeks? And Good I was like, God. So that's how the long form became, and I, I did that for, it seems like, two two years, maybe three after that, mm-hmm. and um, then eventually it got to where, what I'm doing now, and that's the product designing as well. So so you're in product development or product research or whatever, so you've helped create some of the camo patterns. Yes. there's Just the, camo patterns, or have you done some other stuff too? Well, of course, you want to put, you know, some of the camo patterns on products, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, um, Mock-ups and stuff yeah, like that. mock-ups come in as well. And I was also doing that when I was at Productions. We had a few folks, you know, request those. And I was doing that for a little bit. And then, um, let's see. Then now I do, I, I still do that and, you know, just help with the with the, with the the camo, just camo yeah. designs and whatnot. So just making the newest things. What are some things that you've created that people might recognize? Well, with the some of the newer ones that I've, I've, I've built aren't out quite on the shelves yet, oh, but gotcha. I, I do say it's secret safe. squirrel stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I do say the, 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 uh, one that people will probably recognize is the NRA overwatch, uh, pattern. I believe NRA hasn't really, uh, some folks haven't really, you know, advertised it as much, but it's a, it's a nice pattern. I think it was, that was a really unique pattern how that one was made. So yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. You were kind of explaining that to us and it was way over our heads. So I don't know how over the heads of the listeners it would be, but he was talking about some programs and, and some essentially ways of creating that pattern that I'd never even heard of, like, like stuff in video games and you know, like, yeah, I kind of made my head spin. Did you catch any of that? No, I I don't really have an understanding of how camo patterns are made. I mean, beyond photocopying leaves and twigs, I think that's about as <laughs> that's, that's 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 about what, as far as my understanding goes with how you make camo patterns. That's pretty much where I would start if I was going to make one. And then the if you had to explain how a camo pattern gets made to somebody who is dumb as a box of rocks when it comes to that sort of stuff, me, which is me, me, which is me. <laughs> so us. <laughs> How, what would you, how would you describe the process? The process of making a camo pattern, there's several ways, several ways. Now I can go the old school method, kind of the same way. Take, take pictures, mask it out. And, uh, just in, just, uh, just, just, just hopefully you, you, you don't mask the blue sky behind the twig or the leaf. So, uh, and, uh, of course you're going to want to, you know, scale, you know, some of the color and stuff. You can change it on in Photoshop and whatnot, but there's. So it's a Photoshop file when you're done. At the end of the day, it will be a Photoshop file. Yes. Really? Yes. And, uh, or, whatever program you're technically yeah, using, but whatever yeah, file you needed yeah, to be exactly. but that's that's the basis of the pattern is photoshop pretty much so you're pretty much a photoshop jedi but, is what you're saying well yeah you were pretty well I, no, he I, said I know, that was the base level <laughs> yeah he said the base level was you take the twigs you still have you to take the pictures but and just, then you do a little bit of masking around 
<laughs> Sounds simple. And yeah, then, hell, simple, I could do yeah. that. Exactly. And boom, you look like a tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But, so, uh, so then, what's the next level up after that? Well, the then? next level up, of course, then you want to get into uh, some higher end stuff. You know, just uh, you know, Photoshop's uh, pretty high end for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you, then you can get into uh, you know, of course, more advanced softwares that are, you know, video game creations are using. And, yeah. Uh, want to stop? You you can do stop motion on those, and yeah. so you have like one one frame of a tree blowing by wind or something that you created in the 3d atmosphere or whatever. And then you can just, you know, try to try to take that one leaf that you've created out of that tree. And then now we can put that cause it's curling a certain way onto your design. If you wanted to do that, Sounds way. incredibly but, tedious, but there are several other ways. There's an easier way to do everything. And that's through filter forge as well. So uh, that, yeah. to me, that's a very good, um, process well explain do. that okay filter forge is a um this is going to some folks might understand what i'm saying it's a node-based uh software i don't know if y'all are familiar with uh nodes okay no. basically i think it, da vinci's color mm-hmm. i think da vinci resolves color grading is a node-based well i don't know that's, what that is <coughs> that's so. as far as i know yeah. i just i just want to throw that in there like i've heard the word node before <laughs> i've so. heard the word node but i don't <laughs> know what it is well it, from what I understand is it's basically a, uh, just imagine a box. Okay. And it, in, in, in this certain box, it tells you to do certain things and that's all it'll do. It can go either up or down, left or right, change this color, this, this gradient, whatever. And then you got another box that will do something totally different. It mm-hmm. can, you can, uh, add math to it or whatever. So you got all these little boxes. So that's what a node is. And okay. Then you, and then you can combine the nodes and, you know, just link you. them together. I got you. Okay. Boom! You have something pretty, uh, pretty interesting and stuff. So there's, there are these different shapes and um, in graphics as well called purling noise. I'm sure a lot of folks, uh, listeners out there, might know what I'm talking about. But uh, the purling noise is basically uh, what type of camo you're wearing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, random shapes. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a random shape. And Caleb's wearing like an old yeah, kind of a, Vietnam. Yeah, it's Korean like an old school. That old yeah. stereotypical army camo. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that is also known as purling noise. Now, purling noise can be just as simple as just swiping left or, you know, just adding the, uh, the, um, the seed, if you will, which means it's going to change to a completely other randomization. And what that'll do is now you've got different looking shapes. They're still curly and twisty and whatever like that. But at the end of the day, it's something totally different. And you can change the colors of each spot. And, you know, now you got you a different pattern. So that's pretty cool. So, Hurling noise. Yeah, I've never yeah, heard that yeah, word. Yeah. That's a super cool word, though. It sounds super technical. I like using Hurling noise. I like that's, that. That's what if people ask me what kind of. This is probably false. I bet I don't wear this kind of camo. But if anybody asks, I'll just be like, yeah, I, I like that purling noise camo. I, I really prefer purling noise patterns. I feel like they're superior to uh, the camo that you're other, wearing. At to whatever moment. other camo you may think <laughs> that is better. I've, I've used that several times, and people just look at me. I'm like, oh, it looks like it's got a little bit of purling noise added on to it. And, stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm not. You hear that purling noise? <laughs> I think I heard some purling noise. I think I'm hearing some purling noise but right now. But what it sounds like to me is this is an incredibly tedious process. What is the what's the time from the time you start with a blank canvas to the time you're done with a camo pattern? Oh, I mean, it's, it, it's got to be years. It, it could, yes, absolutely. It could be. It could be years. It could be you know as 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 long as as, as long as it gets right. See, because I've talked to some people that are like looking at creating their own camo pattern for their brand. I'm like, why would you want to do that? Mm-hmm. When you have people like yourself 
and professionals that are doing this that it's taken them years and years to do, it doesn't seem cost effective unless you're a mossy oak or, you know, a huge camel brand. It just doesn't seem like it makes sense unless somebody's paying you an astronomical amount of money to do it. That's right. That's right. And um, it seems like, you know, you just got to go with whatever is hot right now too. And yeah. it, that that is a constant chase. I mean, they're – they're, the fashion trend is just constantly changing, even in the camo world. Oh, so, gosh. I mean, Fa- fashion and camo being in the same sentence makes me want to puke anyway. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so you've created the NRA Overwatch pattern, which is cool. First time I saw it was at uh, SHOT Show two years ago. I believe so. That'd be That's right. when y'all introduced it, mm-hmm. which was super cool. Because mm-hmm. uh, I remember I got one of the Overwatch stickers, <laughs> uh, and I actually have it on a, at one of my Yeti mugs at the house. But um, if you had to put your finger on what's your favorite part of, I guess, currently right now, what you do in product development, what's your favorite part? I, I, would, I think I know what the answer is, but I want to hear what you, you think your favorite part is. My favorite part of yeah. product development? Well, well, one thing I, I, I didn't tell you is sometimes they use me as a, as a, as a model guy, so I get to, uh, get to uh, wear it around the office, and everybody will be like, man, that looks good on him. That looks terrible, you know, or something like that. And, uh, uh, so I enjoy doing that, and I also really enjoy using the uh, different types of softwares, you know, building it and stuff. But the, but the, but if I had to choose out of everything, I love doing, you know, the motion graphics. I would, I would yeah. love to just go back and do that, and just uh, do, you know, video editing again. But uh, but with the motion graphics, I, my, my favorite thing I ever built was with the Turkey Thugs. Um, TV shows. Um, I enjoyed building those so much. Um, there was this one segment we had, it was called the call thug segment. And I built all these little 3d, uh, turkey calls all in boxes. And I put them all on this little thing. It looked like a little shelf, but it was kind of a moving shelf with some video in the background. It's mm-hmm. kind of neat. And, uh, it was all the turkey calls. Just, there was one big box turkey call and I put a bunch of, you know, turkey fa- fans everywhere. And it was just a little 10 second, intro to the segment but it was just to me it was just such a fun project and you know no one really said oh that looks fantastic you know but to me I thought it looked the coolest so <laughs> I don't know if anybody well, it probably knows. took you a lot of time and a lot of effort and see that's what's so frustrating to me is when you put so much time and effort into something someone watches it and like yeah that's pretty yeah it's, it's pretty good you're like dude you don't know how many hours that took me to do that or mm-hmm. how much thought and how many times I've changed that and how many iterations it's been it's like god it's so frustrating when all the little things and the levels and i mean like uh you build a graphic for us and i mean we've seen the graphic more times than most people would see the graphic through editing mm-hmm. and when you were showing us the graphic in after effects you're pointing out just like these little details that we had not even seen uh and just like just the Idiest, bittiest detail that was there for maybe a frame or two. Yeah. Uh, and just that attention detail was really cool. And but how we loved it, and he's still, yeah. he's still like, yeah, it's yeah. all right. <laughs> but, I mean, you could relate to that. I mean, you go through edits, and there's little things in edits, like little Easter eggs, and you're just yeah. like, Hoping you, just somebody wa- you just want somebody to be like, oh, yeah, I saw what you did there. Yeah. Nobody ever does, but. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, and you're like, I, yeah. that's yeah. a good, that's a good little thing. And then. Oh, yeah. And then every once in a while you get to like really walk through one of your edits or you get to walk through one of your pieces and be like, hey, look at this cool yeah. thing. And people go, oh, man, well, that, that's sweet. Well, that and having people that appreciate it. Exactly. Like, you know, you we do so many things for quote unquote consumers that watch this content. And I mean, I've said this before is like most people that are watching this stuff 
are ignorant to what's happened in the you know in the background to, to create that piece of content, and they have no appreciation for it. They're watching it for the ten second kill of that turkey or the deer or the elk or whatever, and they don't realize that there's been weeks and hours and months and days and you know slaving over a computer and behind the camera. Hundreds to, of miniature concussions on yeah, on a desk. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's like, uh, and then they finally see something come to fruition. Like, man, that's a pretty good show. You're like. That's that's it. That's it. That's yeah. all I get. <laughs> like that was a man. He, yeah, he man, he killed the hell out of him. It's, <laughs> that's not at all what I wanted you to see. <laughs> and it's just like, ah, oh, screw it. <laughs> On to the next one. But yeah, that's one of the biggest things to me is like, and you spend you know weeks, you know, weeks shooting this thing, two weeks editing it. You have a graphics guy that's going to create the logo, then a, then a motion graphics guy that's going to create this graphics package, and then we go out and shoot it, and we put it into a timeline, and an editor sits down and edits it, and then you know if you have enough budget, you got a colorist that goes through and colors it. I mean, you got an audio the, person, who audio goes person does all the half, audio. Half a half a dozen people have had their hands in this project, and then at the end of the day, they're like, "Oh man, that was pretty good." Yeah, <laughs> you're like, "Come <laughs> on, dude." Like and now the, at the rate that we consume content now, it's unbelievable. Oh, you yeah. know, it's like it's white noise. You know, and and what and it's it's so frustrating to us because we've had a couple conversations in WTF, and I'd like to get your your thoughts on this too because I know you you know you've watched some television shows and you work in the hunting space and you've edited hunting shows that now some of the most popular stuff out there have no production value whatsoever. Zero. They're one cameras. Sometimes they're. Um, most of the time, they're self-filmed. The edits aren't really edits. I mean, they're virtually edited in camera. Uh, no color th- correction. There's no color correction. It is straight out of the camera into a timeline and exported. And those those type pieces of content are getting the most love. But I don't know if it's because of the production or the lack thereof or if it's the simplicity or if it's the volume because you can put out so many more of those. Um, or if it's, and I think Ryer said this is like, if somebody, somebody sees production value, they see a really nice graphics package, well-lit interviews, you know, really good shots in the field. If they feel like they're being lied to because they've got this super, super polished episode that they're used to watching on Netflix and on, you know, the, you know, their, their cable or their dish network or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when they go to consume their hunting content, they feel like if it looks like that, well, they're just another Netflix. They're lying to me. This is just a drama, or this is just a thing. And that's something that we've. That it's so hard for us because we we don't want to put something out there unless it's got all those things, unless it's got production value, if it's got good sound, if it's got good color, if it's got great graphics, if it's got all these things, because that's what we want to be a part of, and that's what we do, and that's what we take seriously. But it seems like the further along we get in this whole rabbit hole of hunting content, these shows that put no effort into those things are doing better than some of the things that we produce that we take tons and tons of pride in and how we make our living. And it, and it costs money. It's expensive to produce a good hunting series. So, you know, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I 100% agree. I, 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 I was talking to some uh, college kids over there at Mississippi State, and uh, just they, you know, somehow they found out I – I work with Mossy Oak and, you know, do some of the hunting shows or whatever. I've done them before. And uh, they were just like, oh, yeah, man, uh, I've, I've got my own hunting show. I'm like, what is it? You know, and they'll tell me and I'll be like, oh, wow. And they'll, and I'll see it and they'll, 
it'll just literally look like it's a one camera shoot. They just went outside somewhere, maybe on their, you know, uncle's land, grandfather's land or whatever, shot a couple of deer, you know, or shot a deer or something, whole deer hunt or, you know, went and their buddy shot a deer or something and had the whole show uh, built like that. And to me, just, I, I guess, you know, some folks like to watch that because it, like you said, it does look like it's natural and just more, but to me, it just, you know, it's, it's frustrating when you really do put in a good product and, yeah. and, and, and it's real too. And it, it, but we're just making it look cleaner. Yeah. You know well, I mean? And I think there's room for everything. And I keep yeah. saying, that. I think there's room and the, at the speed that people, you know, consume content, I think there's definitely space for well-polished television shows, well-polished web shows, well-polished vlogs and blogs and things like that. And then there's also room for, the raw stuff. There's room for the a new episode every week because there's not going to be production value because you can't you don't have time to do it. You know the the non graphics. You know straight up. You know straight out of the camera. The 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 live the semi live. I think there's room for all that um, because everybody consumes content differently. You know and I you know I've said this before on the podcast, but you know my brother is one of those who watches the YouTube shows. The no production you know, really holding not a whole lot of thought or an effort put into the things, no interviews. And the reason he says that he likes it is because it's relatable to him. He feels like he can do it. And he, he doesn't feel like he could come into our office and have a production that we do if he was responsible for it, because either he couldn't afford it, or he wouldn't have the time, wouldn't have the gear, wouldn't have the, all these things, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a, it's a double-edged sword right now because we've got to, uh, we got asked to, to edit one of those type series. And I'm like, I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> I don't even know the best way. Like, it goes against me, every grain of It goes of your against instincts. everything exactly. that I do. Um, you know, we're taking weeks to edit stuff. And these guys are wanting to edit this done in a day or two. And we're like, not going to happen, man. Not if you want me to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, unless it's, you know, multicam edit where I'm not really doing any editing. I'm just cutting in, you know, cutting in different camera angles. But, um, I don't know. It's 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 things are things are changing, and I don't know if I like the way they're changing. <laughs> well, I do like your your uh, point of it. I mean, to me, it does seem like they are uh, kind of you know there there are there are spaces. Yeah. You know, so so you might get your lower well, production value, and and I never thought of it that way. But yeah, it it seems like well, that could the be social a good... media. Think about the way that you consume content on oh, social yeah. media. TikTok. And how, oh yeah, oh, yeah TikTok. Just, just oh man, swipe up, swipe up. We've been know? talking about TikTok. It's crazy, <laughs> and that's like free real estate right now. Um, but it's also, it's also got an algorithm associated with it and we haven't figured out how it's targeting certain things. You know, it's targeting me for one thing and Ryan for another thing. And we haven't really put in any input as to what we want to be targeted as, but he has a definite TikTok target that that he's got. And I've got a definite TikTok target that I have and they're not necessarily the same thing, but what you're, what you're talking about is what shows up in your feed. Yeah. What shows up in your feed. Yeah. And what what TikTok is serving you to view. Yeah. So as you scroll through, you're seeing a different type of content than you are. Than when I scroll through and we can't and figure out why. We can't figure out necessarily why. Because I would venture to guess that you and I would follow and like pretty much the same things. Pretty you know, similar. Pretty similar. But we're being fed two different things. Yeah. From what we could tell. Which is kind of weird. Yeah, and, and it sounds and, well, like what's weird is uh, we talked about it with Chuck too. And he's getting fed something entirely different. And what's different, especially about his habits, is 
he does not interact. He doesn't like, he doesn't comment, he doesn't do any of those sort of things on the platform, um, but he's still getting fed a very particular kind of content. Um, and so that's even more difficult. Like, how are they figuring out mm-hmm. that he what he likes and what he doesn't if he's not giving an actual physical feedback to the software? You know, and it's yeah. like yeah. where they're getting the information from something, but it, what is it, it and how? It's got to be you know? coming from. It's crazy. It's scary. Oh, it's definitely scary. Um, well, uh, kind of changing gears, we were talking about some other stuff that you do. Um, what's some other things that you do outside of what you do at Mossy Oak, the graphic stuff? You're telling me about some photography stuff that you do. Yeah. Uh, so at Mississippi State, uh, I used to be a trainer at Miss er, at, at the Sanderson Center there, and uh, it's a big fitness facility. And uh, this was back in what, uh, between 06 and 08, and uh, I just had a great time training folks. But uh, I also was a you know a much bigger guy. I, was, I had bigger arms, bigger legs, and all that. And I was you know in my you know, 19 to 20, 21 years old. So I had all the testosterone, whatever in the world to, you know, just lift heavy weights. Well, I enjoyed the mess out of it. And I just kept working out, kept kept working. I was like, what am I doing this for? Well, anyways, my uh, Mississippi state was doing a little bodybuilding show. And uh, my cousin told me, he said, Hey man, why don't you, why don't you compete in it? So I, so I did. And I won my little division and that little, you know, small uh, show. And then, um, some other guys were, were there and they were like, Hey man, we do, we do like these big shows. Like, you know, we do the Mississippi championship show. We do the, um, you know, the tunica show. We do all these other shows in Nashville and whatever. And they were like, uh, why don't you come, come do these with us? And I was like, oh, okay. So I was doing the lightweight. One of my other buddies was doing middleweight and the other one was doing heavyweight. So we ran, went around and I ended up winning the, the lightweight division and, uh, Mr. Mississippi, if you will. And, nice. uh, yeah, so, so I do photography now. I don't compete in bodybuilding shows, but I do the photography for the, uh, bodybuilding shows in the Southeast, uh, a lot in Louisiana, um, Mississippi. I was doing some in Tennessee. I don't think I got any this year. And then Alabama, and uh, I think a couple in Florida. So yeah, very cool. One, yeah, yeah, that's different. It's something. Very cool. Who would have Who would have thought how hunting and bodybuilding get involved? But yeah, uh, it's it's neat. It's, and I've met a lot of hunters in the bodybuilding industry, it, and it's pretty interesting. A lot of guys will uh, they uh, you know might have their meat for you know that they had the previous season, and they'll uh, they'll just eat on deer meat and uh, train for just eating nothing but deer meat. And they'll they'll look unbelievable. I mean, just 235-pound dudes, just massive and – uh, just getting on stage, like, like, kind of like me, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyways, it's it's that's a totally different, neither here nor there. But uh, that's pretty cool, though. No, that yeah. is cool. It's yeah. and it's and it's photography, so it's you know similar, you know, kind of related. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my dad used to. You and my dad would get along, so really? my dad used to do that type of stuff. He used to enter shows and stuff when he was in college, same type deal. And I ask him all the time, I'm like, "Well, what happened, old man? Why aren't you doing that anymore?" And he looks at me, he's like, "You happened." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he always gives me that gives me that excuse, but uh, so um, kind of explain to me because you've done you do both currently still. What's the difference in motion graphics editing and linear video editing? Oh man, um, it's well, it's trains of thought, you know, programs, you know, just there's yeah. there because to me, I'm a linear video editor, mm-hmm. pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. Throw me in After Effects. If it's not a template, I'm lost as a goon, man. Yeah, I 
I don't know. It's it, it's kind of to me the same way. You still got your, you know, you, of course your timeline, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 to me that's about it. You know, you might have some of the same. <laughs> that's effect. about it. That's about the only similarities <laughs> they have. You might have pretty close same <laughs> effects like the Gaussian blur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you might have you know the the scaling effect. Yeah. You can still do keyframing and uh and uh, your 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 linear editing, but yeah. uh, but uh, it's not as not as unique. So to me, it's it's just just looking at the world. If you were to uh, be editing just just do it upside down in a way so it's 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 pretty it's pretty interesting how editing it all works. upside it, down <laughs> sounds in, it sounds easy uh yeah. it's uh, to me it's 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 a lot it's really entertaining so what all programs do you feel like you are proficient in now because we've went over photoshop we went over premiere mm-hmm. we went over after effects and you said maya cinema 4d filter forge filter forge we also got uh world machine uh, also, Terragen, Terragen, and World Machine, kind of go in you know same platform. They're both never node, even heard of those node based ways. But to me, World Machine is more you can use more. You have a better erosion effect of your landscape that you're creating in, in 3D for your 3D mesh. Some folks mm-hmm. might understand what I'm talking about, but uh, um, it's a basically a video game terrain system, and uh, it. It's, you know, a lot of video games use it uh, for their terrain, like, uh, I believe, what is it called? Um, uh, GTA, uh, yeah, Grand Theft, Grand Auto, Theft Auto, I believe. Yeah. I think they uh, they use some of that terrain, especially in Grand Theft Auto Five when they're building uh, the Los Angeles and the, and the desert around it, uh, yeah. terrain and how that all flows. And then you got your canyons, how that all works. And then uh, you've got your different mapping uh, that you can do. So you'll have your flow map, you'll have your deposition map, your wear map, and all those. And those just fill in different colors. So it's just adding layers, kind of like in Photoshop as well. And then you, you can bring that into Photoshop and create whatever, or you can use your 3D terrain and um, uh, put that in a 3D um, world. And then there you go. See, that's the hardest part to me is working from a 2D mm-hmm. flat image and video to starting to move things in 3D space. Mm-hmm and to t- tilt and rotate and how light affects something when it's turned one way versus the other and that just makes my head spin. Yeah, it's it can be kind of frustrating sometimes also when you're when um you might you, you might move a little object so you got several objects working in 3D and and you know I, I get a little messy with my projects sometimes. So so I might have like moved like say an, an arrow, oh, you know, I might be building a 3D bow. Well, I may have moved one of the arrows, you know, behind me, behind the camera that I'm mm-hmm. looking at. Well, I can't see it because it's behind me, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, and it's in 3D space. So I'll be like, where's arrow six? Where's arrow six? <laughs> so I'll be just scrolling around and I'm, and I, you know, eventually I'll click on arrow six in my messy project and, and I'll find it. And I'll be like, oh, get over here. <laughs> get over here. Get over here. <laughs> What's that movie? <laughs> no, that's uh, Mortal that's Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he gets it. You're too young to know Mortal Kombat. Um, uh, it, Scorpion. It, it, Scorpion. Yeah, get yeah. over here. Yeah, you yeah. got to watch Mortal Kombat. Wait, you've wait, never wait, seen you get, Mortal Kombat. Wait, have you ever played the video game? Jesus no. Christ! What, right. what, you've never played Mortal Kombat. <clears throat> He's never seen Mortal Kombat. Get out of town. That's crazy, <laughs> exactly. man. Exactly. That's what wow. I'm saying. So you say you're 24, 25, right? About to be 25, but I'm 24 <sighs> currently at this moment yeah you turned what 25 and i got a few days i got four days uh four days yeah yeah happy birthday thank you this is great yeah happy (laughs) yeah 
But he's never seen Mortal Kombat, so apparently wow. you need to see that before you turn 25, just yeah, to let you know. Yeah, that would be a Where good... do you even see that? Where is that? Online, dude. You know Reddit. <laughs> Go to Reddit and find it. I um, think the whole video is on, the whole movie is oh, on sure it YouTube. Is. I'm dude, sure Dude, it's some of the worst. You go back and watch it now. It's some of the worst acting <laughs> in the world. But you just got to watch Scorpion call the guy back, get over here. Oh, yeah. So it's gotta, a bad movie, but you watch it because it's bad? No, you in watch it because it's Mortal Kombat, dude. In, in 95, it wasn't a bad no, movie. No, in 95, it was awesome. See, I'll be honest. I knew that Mortal Kombat was a video game. I didn't know that it was a movie. I didn't. Which came first? The movie? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know. I just thought it was just a no, video game. No, the video game came first. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, freaking off of. idiot. <laughs> God, how do you not know that? Jeez. <laughs> Wait a second. I might be wrong on this. Hang on. It's got to no, be the it, movie first. Yeah, you know what? I got this fancy movie. little device here. It <laughs> might tell me. We only had a device. I can't believe. Well, that's why you gave Which? me that funny look when I said, get over here. And of course, we're about the same age. He knew exactly what I was saying. Oh, and, and if I thought we, you were just saying it weird. I thought you were just saying it weird. I mean, I do that sometimes. I just say things weird just the, to say it. The scene where the scorpion comes out of his hand. Yeah. Of scorpion. Yeah, and the scorpion comes out and it grabs him and pulls him. And he says, get over here. It's terrible. It's oh, terrible yeah. back then. I mean, bad graphics. But oh, so. at the time, it was great. You oh, know? yeah. So I don't know. It's crazy. Do you, well, you go back and watch like... um. Even I mean I know they're not bad, but to compare it to now, they're bad. But like the first Jurassic Parks. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I was I was just watching it the other day, and I was like, I never noticed how bad noticed how bad that was, you know. But I mean, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Have you ever looked up? I wish I don't know the statistics on it or whatever, but how long it took to render that one scene of the the T Rex that was chasing the Jeep going through? It's the like an eight second scene or something, and they said it took like. Days to render that. <laughs> I bet. I can only imagine. Yeah, that was a good scene. Oh I mean, yeah. I, you know, for she, what they she, had to work just, with then, absolutely. Oh, I'd be cussing way more than she did. She was only just saying the s word a couple yeah. times, but I would have been just oh yeah. Oh yeah, I've been losing it. All right, well, see, since you're a motion graphics guy and you understand a lot more of this than I do, I've watched some of those behind the scenes of building like the entire cities and structures of, uh, like, like Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those guys don't make enough money. No, no. To me, it takes so long to make something like that. Is it? it, it, it you, you, I mean, yeah. It, it to me, it's just. I mean, they're virtually shooting that entire movie on a green screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they've got a dirt floor and a green screen, and everything around them is built. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the people, the fire, the smoke, the smog, the everything about that is digitally created. Well, look at the movie Jungle Book. Yeah, I mean, all that's uh, speed tree. That's another. So, what is it? Uh, the video game. It looks like came first. Uh, and this is from Film School Rejects. It says, because uh, I guess there's a reboot, or there was at the time of writing this. Oh, sorry. I forgot how I forgot we're on a podcast. This is loud. Felt like he was about to stab me for giving him the wrong, wrong information. Yeah, yeah I was scared. Too. Uh, it says, at the same time, let's not forget that the original Mortal Kombat is an awesome cinematic interpretation of the popular fighting game series. So the movie is an interpretation of the games. Yeah. Which means that the games okay. came first. Well, you still have to watch the movie. That doesn't take <clears throat> yeah. away from the fact that you have to see the movie. Okay. Who is your favorite character to play with in the video games? Dude, I got to remember all the names of the people. Okay, so you have Scorpion. Yeah, you say you're a true fan. I'm not. Uh, no, 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 name no, no, all no, the no, characters. No, 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 no. If you're a true fan, name all the characters. No, I'm not a true fan. I'm just saying. It <laughs> well, is you're a, coming off like you're no, a true fan. It's like a you're requir- Mr. Mortal Kombat. Oh, it, you haven't seen it? Everybody needs to know It's a requirement that. in life to see Mortal Kombat. It's kind of like Austin Powers yeah. and Dumb and Dumber. And like, you have, to, have you seen Austin Powers? No. 
Oh my god. What about Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, obviously. I've seen yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Okay, yeah. I was about to say. About to say <laughs> until you've watched that movie, you might not have a job anymore. <laughs> I've seen that one. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you got Jackie Chan. So yeah. you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rush Hour 1 and Rush Hour 2, which is the best of the three, and there's Rush Hour 3. Have you ever seen those? I don't think so, no. Oh. So, uh, guess his favorite movie. Just guess it. Um, I don't even know my favorite movie. Oh, yeah, I do. Just kidding. Face Off? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as bad as Face Off. <laughs> I've seen that one, so I don't know that one. Okay. That was, that's bad. You're talking about bad motion graphic. That, that's bad. Anyways, I'm so, no, what's your favorite yeah, movie? What Tell it. Top ahead. Gun. Oh. Hey, that's, that's, that's not as a, your favorite sorry, movie, that's though. That's a solid movie. <laughs> Robert's flipping I'm, me off. I'm with, I'm, you. I'm with you on that, Rob. <laughs> it's not my favorite movie. That's a great I'm movie. I'm conducting foreign relations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've went so far down a rabbit the hole. Reason, the reason that I like Top Gun is not because it's a cinematic masterpiece. It's not because it has... Anything a, great about it besides terrible planes. female lead? Terrible female lead. The the thing that got me hooked was the the opening sequence of Top Gun. What is probably one of my favorite opening sequences of any movie of all time, simply because it's it's F-14s taking off from a carrier at dusk, I and that that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> forgot about that. that my, yeah, yeah, with the Kenny Rogers song. Yeah, yeah. He's getting He's torqued like, up oh, right yeah. now thinking about it. It used to be uh, in college, my, my wake up. Because in college, I did uh, Air Force ROTC the year I was in there. And so we'd have to wake it. And I was trying to be a pilot. Obviously, we know how that turned out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was trying to be a pilot and all that. And I had, still do have posters of planes everywhere. So little known fact, if you guys don't know and you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm a giant plane nerd. I, I love planes. I did not know that. Love planes huge, huge to death. Huge plane nerds. Wow. Um, but long story short is my wake-up tone on my phone was um, that Kenny Rogers song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Danger okay. Zone. Yeah. I used to wake up to Danger Zone every morning. Danger, danger Zone. I never even got to that part of the song, though. It actually, for a while, like I couldn't listen to that song. Because it just reminded me of waking up at 5 in the morning. I might reset it to that. I don't know. Might be. That's a great. That is a great tune. You know what I mean? Just can't think that of that is my favorite song. It's just I mean, or that not my favorite movie. I just, the planes are awesome. I like all the little stupid jokes, and and the little bromance between him and Goose is good. Yeah, I like their high fives. Till Goose, <laughs> I like their high fives. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's just a that's just a classic movie. Yeah. Mortal Kombat, also a classic movie. Would you I, say that Mortal Kombat's better than Top Gun? No, no. Well, but, so but why would I see it then? But it's because it's classic. Because you have to see it. I'm All sure right. there's a ton of classics. All I right, need we'll to get see. we'll get back on track for a second. Um, so I, you've already told us this, but uh, if you can only hunt one thing, being from Mississippi, I know what this is. What's your favorite type of hunting? Oh, uh, if I mean, if if I had to, to, my dream hunt would be elk. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. that was that. Was, that's just it. But my actual favorite type of hunting is is turkey hunting. That's but so I mean, then, if, if I could choose to do elk, I, I'm sure I'd fall in love with it from all those shows. Yeah, I've, we need to get you on an elk hunt then yeah. because there's nothing like it. Yeah, it is. It's that's my favorite thing to do. 
Yeah. I love it with everything in me. I'm not that greatest at it, but I love it. It's so much fun, and Ryer enjoys them. Uh, Ryer hadn't done a whole lot of turkey hunting, so this is going to be his first year getting a turkey hunt. He went to NWTF and was really fired up because of all the turkey calling and learning about turkeys and how they interact and why you call a certain way. And so uh, we're going to – I'm going to wait until after his first filming trip with, you know, a real, like, southeastern turkey uh-huh. hunt, and we're going to do another podcast about what his thoughts are now. So yeah. I bet I'll be torqued up. Oh, yeah. you I remember mean, after the first elk hunt, I was pretty torqued up. Yeah. I was like, hmm, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Those sons of guns freaking yelling at each other, yeah. running around all over the place. Turkeys are just little miniature dinosaurs is all they are. They really They're are. They're little dinosaurs is what they are. In Jurassic Park, when the raptors are running. That's so I haven't how, seen that one. That's how. No. You, wait. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Well, hey, what, what movies what have you seen other here? than Top Gun? <laughs> what? The Sandlot. Okay, that's okay. Classic. You've seen two movies in your whole life. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite really liked oh, that. Oh my god! All right, this is this is. <laughs> I didn't get to watch a whole lot of movies growing up. Like I wasn't. I didn't either. But I've seen that many. It's not my fault, I guess. Like I didn't. It's who else's fault is it? Blame my parents for not showing me the right movies. I guess. Uh-huh. So what did you do from like age fourteen on? Did you not no not go to the movies ever or rent a movie or? What happened? I worked. <laughs> Not even lying. I just worked. I worked. I did sports. Did school. Gosh, man. That's bad. It's so bad. All right. Well, Ryer's got a lot of homework to do. <laughs> um, I am lost on motion graphics still, so... Thank what? God! Thank God the world has Alex. <laughs> so, <laughs> to add some sense. sort of like educational feature to this podcast, for for what would you say if you were going to create? If you were talking to somebody who wants to create motion graphics or put motion graphics into whatever it is they're doing, and they're ground floor, uh, no experience with it. What are maybe the principles or what kind of things would you tell them to do or look for or get proficient at to start making quality graphics? Main thing is I would say um, make them, you know, just you want to – Keyframing would be the first thing. Would be the first learn, learning, learn keyframing. Learn keyframing, and learn you can do that in Premiere. You don't have to be an After Effects. Exactly, exactly. So you can do, you know, just just simple scale up, scale down. You know, just get good, get 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 good at the speed and the timing. If you want something really fast, you always got to do the four frame effect. You know, that's as fast as a human eye can can react to things. Is about four frames. You know, so didn't know uh, that. Yeah. Cool. So, and if you want to do something a little bit faster than that, well, then you can still kind of see something but you don't really have a full visual of it until about that fourth frame and then it's then you know then by then you need to get out you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. or you got very little that's that's for the smaller graphics i guess but just 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 focus on your speed and focus on your keyframing and i think you can go a long way then i would highly recommend learning about um um, um tracking I would, I would, uh, tracking is a good thing. So, uh, and if a lot of folks don't know what that is, if you have a video and you want, uh, say your name and text and stuff on this table and we're moving left to right and you want it to be stuck, say on this cord right here, well, I would highly recommend just learning how to do that too. And it's, it's pretty simple how to do that. You, you'll find, you see this little white, uh, light refraction on here. I would, I would track that little piece of light and it will go and, 
Mm-hmm. It will just stick like it's a little sticker on there. And yeah. then, oh, there's your, you can put whatever. So you yeah. use your null objects and that. So anyways, I can nerd out about this all day. Yeah. So I'm sorry, guys. So no, that's that. awesome. But yeah, frame. that's about the two things that I know how to do. Yeah, key, <laughs> it's key, key framing key track. Yeah, that's about yeah. it. Yeah, so it's a, it's a cool thing. So yeah. yeah. Are there any like graphic principles? Like when you when we talk to somebody about <clears throat> photography or videography, there's like framing, rule of thirds, uh, uh a lot of other ones that escape me as soon as I try to name them. So thanks to my brain for making me sound like an idiot. Uh, but is there any like principles like that, that kind of when you're designing graphics that you keep in the back of your mind uh, as you're going through the design process and making those things? Well, um, I mean, a lot of this, I'm kind of self-taught, you know, so uh, I think it's the best way though. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And to me, I just, I, I don't know if there's like any true way, but I know that uh, trends and, and, and kind of how the fashion industry is too, it's always changing, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So uh, to me, I just, one thing that doesn't stop to change is the, is the speed of a motion graphic or the, or uh, the cleanliness of a, of a 2d graphic. You know, so just I would have to say make them make them fairly clean, make them fairly visible, readable, but uh, work on your speed. And and, uh, the more fast there is, more fast action there is, it seems to be a lot more popular and more effective. More things are in your motion graphic Uh, and the little subtle things, too. You know, it could be uh, just a you could have like a rectangle line going from left to right and just it looks like it's, you know, you know, might just be moving up and down or whatever. Uh, just little small things that are in the background that people don't notice, but that you notice, but it kind of, but people won't notice because their eyes is, is kind of looking at it, but not really, but they're focusing on the one main thing that you want you want in your shot. And then, but there's all this other stuff going on around it. And then to me, that just kind of makes it look just amazing. So yeah. kinda, just like if you were to go outside right now and look at the look at the woods, there's a lot of, you know, with the wind blowing and stuff, there's a lot of things. You might be looking at one tree, but there's a lot going on around There's a lot tree. of subtleties yes. that you don't see. Yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. anyways, I'm sorry. But no. that, that's fun. No, yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah it's cool. and it's it's something that you got to really dive into head first to understand. And like you said, the reason that you understand it so well is because it was life and death for you to learn it, <laughs> which is a great way to learn things, even which I wouldn't recommend it, you know. But uh, luckily, Alex was a trial by fire type guy, which I mean, that's how I learned how to edit. It was trial by fire. Somebody handed me a hard drive and was like, figure it out. And I was like, okay. You know, I'm, I'm virtually self taught, Ryer's virtually self taught. Um, so I think that's the best way to do it, honestly. But, uh, Dude, I appreciate the heck out of you oh, man, spending is, some time with us. This, this has been, been fun. Heck yeah, it's, it's been fun too. First podcast. I've yeah. never done this before. That's awesome. Fun. Well, this one will actually go up probably today because we're late. We were supposed to Uh-oh. air one this morning at 8 o'clock, and Uh-oh. we didn't have one done. So, Ryan and I had one that we were planned to do like early this morning, mm-hmm. and then when you were coming in, I'm like, we'll just wait on Alex and okay. we'll let him do one. So Yeah, traffic got to me this morning. Yeah. I ended up not leaving from Birmingham. I had to leave from Startville this morning. So oh, it was, really? Yeah, it was, a, it was a lot longer. Oh, dang, kinda, so you yeah. stroked out all the whole way. Oh, yeah. So nice. The, uh, the, uh, everything kind of was, was a little thrown off for our planning. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So it's good. <laughs> so Ryan, you got anything else? Mm-mm. I mean, I'm, I'm – uh, excited for everybody to see the motion graphics that you put together for yeah, us yeah yeah i'm excited uh, about it too man i think yeah. they're gonna like it i Me think they're too. pretty freaking slick and, uh you're gonna watch uh, uh what is it uh, mortal Kombat? yeah uh, exactly Avengers? apparently i have to i might just go do that now i guess if it's so important to caleb <laughs> that i do that i got about i don't know what i uh, get off around five and it's about 321. I mean, <laughs> he really timing. wants me to do that, so I'll just have to do that right now. 
<laughs> for the remaining two hour and a half, two hours of the work day. And get paid for it since I guess that's a priority. You know what? If we didn't have so much crap to do, I'd be like, you go back there right this minute and watch that. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much.